0: Tidying up loose ends, ladies and gentlemen, on what is the hottest show on the streets in terms of Alabama football news, notes, and information. This right here, in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before I get into my final thoughts on the Alabama-LSU matchup, as always, you enjoy the show, you like the show, you are feeling the Delivery and uh, how the commentary is being brought to you in this podcast, and I encourage you to give it a thumbs up, give the show a like on YouTube because what that tells us is we gotta continue to give you with the best in news, notes, information, and content on your team. Whether it's coming off a win, whether it's coming off a loss, we're trying to supply you with the best in information. So be sure to give the show a like on YouTube, and subscribe. In my own words, the podcast is always brought to you by our good folks at Tidal Towel, Be sure to get you a couple of those towels today and showing your support for the Crimson Tide. As always, I am one for giving credit to whom credit is due. Joe Burrow, Ed Ogeron, Joe Brady, and the LSU Tigers, they're legit. They came to play big time on offense. Joe Burrow slinging passes all the way down the field, around the field. A guy that's definitely right now the front runner for the Heisman Trophy. More than likely now going to win the award. Uh, Joe Brady did a great job formulating the game plan. LSU came in hungrier, determined, wanted it just a little bit more and got the win 46-2. 41. So, kudos to the Tigers. But in talking about Alabama, the thing that I came away with from this game was, despite all that went wrong, and there was a lot that went wrong, it was one of those games to where you said statements like, if it ain't one thing, it's another. When it rains, it pours. You know, the type of slogans that mean uh, trouble is coming, uh, issues are about to ensue, Things like that. You have a fumble in the game, a lost fumble, a mishandled punt, an interception, couldn't get off the field on third down, just so many events negatively happening for Alabama in this game, but despite it all, the Crimson Tide found a way, even down by 20 in the first half, going into halftime, you're down 33-13. to 13. This team could have easily, you know, tucked its head between its legs and kissed the world goodbye, crawled in a hole and didn't want to come out. All of those things. And I get it. You know, Nick Saban is not one for moral victories. I understand that. You being the Alabama Crimson Tide fan, you are not one for moral victories. These players are not the type of players, that get a kick out of moral victories. You want to win the game. It's like Hermet Edwards would always say. You play to win the game. But after all the stuff that went on in that first half and the way LSU took it to Alabama, the way they punched Alabama, gave the tie a Haymaker to the brain, and Bama fell on the mat. The way the Crimson Tide was able to pull itself up by the bootstraps and, and all of the adversity, able to pull itself up by the bootstraps. And in the second half, that became a heavyweight prize fight. That was Ali Frazier in the second half. That was Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the Big Show. That that was a fight. That was a fight. That was two gladiators, two SEC premier powers exchanging blows and a lot of times Bama Nation y'all have always said when are we going to have a game where it's going to be tough competitive we're going to have some friction we're going to have some adversity this game is going to have me on the edge of my seat I can see how does Bama play when things aren't going right you got that game over the weekend You got that matchup over the weekend. And Bama found a way in the second half to fight. Tua Tagovango, you got to give that man all the credit in the world. He gutted it out for his brothers. He gutted it out for Coach Saban. He gutted it out for his fan base. He gutted it out for this team. He did on a recently repaired right ankle. He could have easily been like one of these prima donnas. Well, my draft stock is secure. I don't need to play in this game. Why should I play? I don't want to re-injure anything. I don't want to ruin my investment. He put all of that aside. the side. And said, bump that. When I sign my letter of intent to come to Alabama, whether I'm fully okay, whether I'm not fully okay, I'm giving my all to the school. And Tua went out there and gave it everything he had. When, when somebody says he emptied the tank, Tua Tungavanoa emptied the doggone tank. I mean, 418 passing yards, four touchdowns, he gave this team every shot to win the football game on a bad ankle. Gave it every shot to win it. I mean, you look at Najee Harris. That, Najee Harris was a grown man over the weekend. He was a grown. For the first time in his career, he looked like he wanted it more than any. Body else. He's always been kind of a finesse guy, you know, catch the ball out the backfield, hurtling, spin moving, stiff arm and things of that nature. But you always wondered could he ever have a game where he is physical, tough, gritty, fighting for everything, taking it to the opposition? I don't know what Sean Alexander told Najee prior to this game but whatever sweet feet number 37 said I need to get that injected into my everyday life because it did something Najee Harris I mean this dude 146 yards rushing a career high had an acrobatic touchdown catch in the game to where I'm sitting with 25 NFL scouts and they're like um Bill did you did you see that uh, Bill, we're we're drafting that guy. I don't care what pick we gotta take him. Hey, did you did you not see that taking that kid, Najee Harris, played grown man, grown man, and uh, Devonta Smith, second 200 yard performance of the season for him. He emptied the tank. As always, love Jerry Judy, love Henry Ruggs, love Jalen Waddle, but it always seems like when Bama's in a tight, when Bama's in a bind, when Bama's got to have something to at least give it a chance, that ball always finds its way to number six. And Smitty, more times than not, makes a play on the ball. He emptied the tank. Defensively, you can name some players. Anthony Jennings gave it his, gave it his all. Xavier McKinney gave it his all. I don't know why Alabama does not play more of Christian Barmore. I mean, when he was out there, a couple of those third downs, but Alabama got stops on, he affected the quarterback. He got after Joe Burrow and forced incompletions. When Christian Barmore is out there, it's like, A'shaun Robinson. It's like Jaron Reed. It's like Dalvin Tomlinson. It's like players in years past on that defensive front that have that sense of urgency. And Barmore's got that. And I don't know for the life of me why he is not being used more at, on the field. That's a guy that needs to play in time because he knows how important the moment is. Another guy right there that when he was out there, he gave it everything that he had. There were some guys that didn't empty the tank, but those that our name, they gave it all they had. And uh, for that game to be as crazy as it was, and it was, and all the things that did not go in the favor of Alabama, and for the Crimson Tide, to only fall by five in that matchup. That second-half prize fight saved the college football playoff for the Crimson Tide. Because think of it this way. Alabama would have just crawled in a hole and died being down by 20. There's no way it gets in. There's no way it gets in. With the prize fight, with the battle it gave, now there's still a couple of scenarios that need to go in place And I'll get to those to start the new edition of shows. But that game, second half, that fight showed by this team in the face of adversity, this is something that Alabama can build on. There's still some things that need to be worked on, still some things that need to be cleaned up. Definitely got to get back to fundamental tackling, did not see a lot of intentions Wrapping up to make the tackle. So I'm out of. Nets try to pop the ball out and force a turnover. Gotta make the basic fundamental play. Just make the right play. Something that Nick Saban always harps on, talks about. Try to do too much and instead of just doing the sound play. And unless you know, LSU took advantage of that, now, there are some things that gotta be cleaned up. But for what it's worth, Crimson Tide. Battled through adversity, and the first real piece of friction, but it got all year. So I'm proud of the fight this team showed. It was not the outlook or the um, the result that people may have wanted, but at the end of the day, this team showed we're not going down without swinging. And the ones that emptied the tank and they know who they are, you got to be proud of those guys. Well, folks, that's going to do it here for this week's edition of Shows. In my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. As always, you download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can get that from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. You check out the podcast options at the bottom of the screen. You also subscribe to TD, AlabamaMag.com for all the latest and Touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube. Get with the site over 6,000. 6,000 now. 6,000 subscribers strong. Thanks to you, the fans. As always, if you got questions, thoughts, concerns about your team, the Alabama Crimson Tide, drop me a line. The number 205 259 6847. Once again, that number 205 259 6847. The best call, the best voicemail to me. Still in line for that prize. Free shake courtesy of our friends at Milo's Hamburgers in Tuscaloosa. So be sure to take advantage of that number. But when we get back to start next week's edition of shows, we will talk college football playoff Where are the scenarios for Alabama to get back in? And where does Alabama go to from here offensively and defensively following the loss to the LSU Tigers? As always, folks, until next time, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and this has been In My Own Words.